You're listening to the Real Estate Entrepreneur Podcast with Terrence Murphy, where we cover sales, investing, and entrepreneurship with an emphasis on real estate. Each podcast, Terrence and his guests will bring you informative and inspiring information within the real estate industry. Welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Entrepreneur. We are at season three. We're going to do a short episode today. It'll be a solo episode. We had a mix up with my guests, and so we're going to freestyle this thing today. We got everything set up, so we figure... Let's not waste a good opportunity. So my quote today to start off the podcast. First off, I, I need I need feedback. I'm getting five star reviews. I'm getting people interacting on social media. You know, obviously Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible. You can't really interact with your audience. So we're working on the landing page, but I need I need more feedback from you guys. I need to hear what you're liking, what you're not, and like I kind of tend to be two different people. Like sometimes I'm just like, I just got to do what I know I need to do and just get after it. But, but you also need feedback too. And I hadn't got a lot of feedback, but I need more of what's working with the podcast. Obviously I'm not, I'm new to this. I've been doing it now, I guess 11 months. We're getting a lot of, a lot of traffic. That's a good thing. But what I would tell you is I need more feedback. So my quote today is every once in a while a new technology, an old problem and a big idea turn into innovation. Every once in a while a new technology, an old problem and a big idea turn into innovation. So if you hear a new technology, an old problem, right? And a big idea, what does that sound like to you? Real estate technology. And so, because real estate has been around a long time, it's a, it's a, it's a space that we all have been in. Well, not us, but people have been in for centuries, obviously. But there's a new technology coming our way, and it's got some big ideas, and we need to be taking heed to it. So I'm just going to talk about some of those things today. VR, which is virtual reality, cryptocurrencies, blockchain, metaverse, and NFTs. So if we're if we're talking out loud, all right, we got VR, we got our blockchain, cryptocurrencies, so crypto, metaverse, and NFTs. So those are five things. I'm not gonna go into a much because I'm gonna bring in specialists. I'm gonna bring in experts to talk about it. I will say I'm a real estate expert. I'm a growth expert, but I'm not a cryptocurrency, VR, blockchain, metaverse, and NFTs. Now it won't take me long. Don't get it twisted. I've been studying. I've been grinding in the shadows. But it's something I think that's coming into our space, and we need to take heed to it. So if you haven't looked up, you know, Bitcoin, which is the most recognizable cryptocurrency, Ethereum, Solana, Deutschcoin, blah, 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 right? Spend a little time just digesting it. What really got me is when you look at the fiat currency that we interact with, which is the American dollar and why the American dollar was taken off the gold standard. I didn't do it, obviously. Don't have that kind of power, but it happened in America and everybody knows it. This is this is public knowledge. And why, you know, it used to, you know, our 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 currency used to be backed by gold, but now it's backed by debt and it's a paper fiat currency. And why these blockchain people and why these cryptocurrency people are moving in that direction. And it started off as like, oh, those people are weird or they're just doing something different and it's kind of under the radar, but it's not anymore. 
So if you're not listening and you expect to be a real estate entrepreneur and be successful at any level, you need to open your ears up to what's happening. I, too, had to step back. And now with the metaverse, we all know that Facebook made an announcement that they went from Facebook to meta. You know what a metaverse is. You can Google it. Sandbox, Decentraland, those are just some names that are the bigger names that are in that space. And this digital real estate, people are literally buying a corner lot and paying, I think, $2.4 million a piece of land just sold for in the metaverse. And Nike, Tesla, these big billion trillion dollar companies are buying real estate. But it blew me away because when I got into that world and looked around, I'm like, this is EXP, literally. Decentraland, look it up. It had the avatars, it had the world, it had talked about training, the seminars. It talked about all these things. And I'm like, man, EXP Realty, and I've been at EXP now seven, eight months. It's been doing this in Verbella for what, five, six, seven, eight, nine years. You can write it off and not pay attention to what's happening. And you can say, oh, that's not going to catch on. That was me with EXP. I'm not going to let it happen again, though. I'm, I'm studying these cryptocurrencies. I'm studying blockchain. And I'm really wrapping my mind around why it brings value. And when you start talking about a decentralized network, you start talking about being able to put contracts instead of on paper and PDFs to have them coded and wrapped with coding and protection and all these things. You, I was reading on it last night. You talk about trying to transfer currency from America to another country and how long it takes and how many hands touch that wire or that transaction before it gets to South America or Mexico. There's a lot going on in this space. And you cannot be a real estate entrepreneur without understanding the financial piece, the structural piece that's affecting, that's going to affect our space. If you look at, and this is not an exaggeration, Google it, think in 2020, $1 trillion was stolen in phishing and wire fraud and all those things. And if you look at real estate in general, you see these people that are phishing in, in your client's accounts because they've hacked into the title company or the email and they're figuring out a way to get involved in that real estate transaction. And they just change the letter. So instead of, you know, Chris or Christopher, they have two P's on there, right? And then or whatever it is, and they figure out a way to get into that transaction and your clients wire that money. And once that wire hits their account, it goes to an offshore account and you they will never see it again. Those kind of things are happening. Trillions of one trillion, Google it, one trillion was stolen in 2020 through wire fraud and Ponzi phishing schemes, all this stuff. Not Ponzi schemes, phishing schemes. So I'm only saying that to say when you talk about a transaction that can be backed by code and locked away and it's in a wallet or it's in a a place that has insurance and protection. It's going to affect the real estate game. So be chewing on that. Be chewing on crypto. There was a guy eight years ago. I'm not going to say his name. You can look him up, though. But he told people, just buy $1 of Bitcoin and you'll be a multimillionaire. Eight years ago, he said it. <laughs> look him up. And now he walks around with a shirt that says, I told you so. And on the, on the told, the O is a Bitcoin. Literally, it's a coin with a B on it. And it, he walks around every day with a shirt on and says, I told you so. 
So he was telling people, just buy $1 of Bitcoin. I'm pretty sure we all got a dollar to spare. And he's like, buy $1 of Bitcoin, you'll be a multimillionaire. Now, this is not legal, this is not legal or financial advice. <laughs> Let me just put that, that disclosure out there. I'm not trying to tell you what to do. I'm just saying research, understand what's happening. A multi-million dollar condo just sold. I think it was 1.9 or 2.2 sold in the metaverse. A condo, a f- I almost cursed, a fucking condo in the metaverse sold for $2 million. And so you're looking at what's happening. And, you know, for me, crypto, blockchain, VR, metaverse, NFTs, non-fungible tokens, you know, it's kind of like the Board Ape Yacht Club. I mean, obviously, it's the one, it's the name that everybody knows about. I remember being in Clubhouse. This has probably been 10, 11 months. And there were people in Clubhouse telling me, Terrence, listen, you need to take these NFTs serious. I'm like, man, I don't have time for that, bro. I'm just doing real estate. I'm doing my sales. I'm building houses. I'm doing developments. I'm building neighborhoods. I'm buying multifamily and commercial strip centers. I'm buying tangible stuff. And me of all people, I should have listened, but they were like, dude, you need to go in. You need to get on this mint list. You need to get on this white list. I mean, sorry, get on the white list and then you can mint it. Well, when you mint a non-fungible token, then it can't be recreated. Because people are like, well, why can't you just take a screenshot of it? You can't do that. You don't own it. You don't own a digital art is what it is or a digital asset. And I didn't listen. They were buying these things, man, these board apes for $200, 500 bucks. This is probably 10 months ago. It probably wasn't even that long, to be truthfully honest. Look it up. And now I know those same people that are in Clubhouse with me or on Instagram with me that I personally know who own board ape yacht, board apes that are worth $180,000 to $250,000. Some of these jokers are selling for millions of dollars and they spend a couple hundred bucks. Where can you get that kind of opportunity? Oh, win, but I bought, I bought a board ape and it's only worth. 10,000. Well, is it worth $200? No, it's worth 10,000. Well, we know it's not worth 10,000 because the floor price is probably $180,000. So at worst case, you spend a couple hundred dollars, maybe maybe a thousand. That's not eating out for the next month. And now that thing's worth 180 grand. Now here's the thing, the utility is just as important. And that's what I'm saying. Like assets is what I've always tried to study and learn. And now this digital asset space, the metaverse, blockchain, crypto, it's just another way of having an asset. And so I just encourage you guys, I'm talking freely today. I just want you to open your minds up to what's out there. Just do your own research. Do your own research. But for me, NFTs make so much sense because my first business in sixth grade was trading cards. I had a card trading business and I didn't grow up with much. But I kept money in my pocket because I've been an entrepreneur my whole life. I've never been broke, I promise you. And so now I came from humble beginnings, but I always was able to make some moves to figure out, okay, I can't buy those shoes right now, but I would always get stuff like really late as a kid. By the time I got to Dennis Rodman's, they were already out of style. People were wearing Deion Sanders and Barry Sanders by then, but I was still proud to get them because I paid for them with my own money. My mom would tell me, you go get this amount of money, I'll help you on the rest. So the point I'm making is NFTs made sense because I, I just found my collection. You know, my mom passed in 18 and, you know, I'm still trying to carry on her legacy for sure. 
and really teaching my kids about the woman that she was, I for sure wouldn't be the man I am without her. But she was a hoarder, and she kept my collection from middle school. And when we went home, I found it. I have 200 Michael Jordan cards that are in mint condition. 200. I have probably 20 to 30 Allen Iverson rookie cards that are in perfect condition. Kobe Bryant rookie cards that are in perfect condition. And I can go down the list because, man, I, I stayed on it back then. So I understand the value of something that you can't recreate. Because y'all know with trading cards, like once you have an asset, a trading card, it, it has numbers on them. It has different – you can look at one trading card, it has the same picture of Tom Brady or whoever, Terrence Murphy. Hell, I got 100-something trading cards. But on that picture, it looks the same, but each little asset that's different about that trading card adds the value to the trading card. Obviously, if you get into signatures, you get into the condition, you get into the numbers, there are – you know, this may be a, I think there's a card now like called the Kaboom. There's only 50 made in the world and you have number 45 or 50, whatever. But the point I'm making is it can't be replicated. And that was a, if I understood that in middle school, that this card cannot be recreated. I had the, there was like a collection of like so many hologram Michael Jordan cards. I had three of them, y'all, in the 90s, like 95, 96, whenever I was in middle school. It was around... Between, yeah, between 95 to 96. And I had three of them. Back then, those cars were worth $150. $150 for a kid from the hood was a lot. But here's the thing, though. I could have sold them and made $150 a pop. It's $450. But I didn't sell them because I said, man, these things, if they're worth $150 and I'm in seventh grade, how much are they going to be worth one day in the future? So I held on to them. So I understand what it means to play the long game. I understand what it means to... I was, there wasn't many kids doing trading cards in middle school. Everybody else was doing other stuff. Like where I'm from, like a lot more other stuff. And there's no judgment. We all live in our life. Shit, I wasn't perfect either. But the point I'm making is, to me, that's where my mind pivoted. I said, it's no different than when I was trading cards and understanding the value of a trading card, right? And like I have a card right now. I can't not get my hands on it. So if you're out there and you got it, I want to buy it. But I have a card with Brett Favre, me and him, and there's only a select few of them, and it's got, like, our jerseys in it. It's got real jerseys cut from one of our game-worn jerseys that's in this card that me and Brett Favre have a card together. Obviously, he's a Hall of Famer, first ballot, one of the greatest of all time, was my quarterback for my season that I was there with the Packers. And it means a lot to me. I got to get my hands on that card. But non-fungible tokens, to me, are digital art that can't be recreated that has utility. So utility just means it's tied to something. So Board Ape Yachts has those VIP parties and events. You have access, blah, blah, blah. And so, man, figure out what your space is. Understand that there's a lot that's happening in our industry. I will tell you, when I went into Decentraland and I saw people standing around, I saw videos of it, I'm like, this is literally EXP, Realties, Verbella. So if you are a real estate realtor, if you're a realtor, and you don't see how EXP is cutting edge at this point, you're not listening to the facts. And that was me for four years, so I'm not judging you. But man, like, if you can't see the growth, it's the fastest growing real estate brokerage in the world. I, including myself, wanted to expand. I wanted to get a bigger reach. And I, in seven months, have been, I'm in 15 states now and in two countries. Chew on that. 15 states in two countries. That model happened 
because of the work ethic and the relationships and God that I have, but because of EXP's model and the value that it brings, it gives everybody a seat at the table. So if you're a realtor and you're not looking at EXP and you haven't, look, I'm not even trying to recruit you. I'm just telling you, open up your eyes and see that people are literally, now you're seeing brokerages. I've seen Sotheby's or a couple other companies have went into the metaverse and bought a piece of land and built an office and they're trying to replicate this learning center and all the stuff that EXP has been doing for years. And so what I'm saying is there's, there's those innovators, then those early adopters, then early majority, late majority, and then the laggards. Look that up. There's a, it's a growth curve. It's a, I think it's called innovation growth curve. And if you look at the people from the dot-com boom, obviously the gold rush, the stock, you know, kind of the Wall Street, then real estate. And there's so many different things that have had that growth curve of innovators. To me, this is the next, this window of cryptocurrency, VR, blockchain, metaverse, NFTs, blah, blah, blah. I keep saying it all is that window. And I'm not an innovator and I'm not even in the early majority or early adopter, but I guarantee you I want to be in that early majority. There's 18 year olds that are making millions and millions of dollars from their computer doing what they do best. Like they grew up playing Call of Duty and Halo and all this stuff. So for them to be in this world, it makes sense for them. And so I'm just saying, if you're a real estate entrepreneur and you're not listening to what's happening, the LA Lakers stadium, which is used to be called Staples, right? That's what everybody knew it as. Just got named what? Crypto.com stadium. The Philadelphia 76ers, if you look on their jerseys, it says crypto. So if you don't understand the value of crypto is coming, whether we want to receive it or not, and I would just encourage you to do some research. So I'm going to close with these final thoughts because I'm just talking. What can you be doing to educate yourself so that when your first client or first business opportunity or first real estate deal comes your way, you understand the opportunity. Gary Vee talked about this in an interview, and I'll tell you mine. I'm in College Station, which is otherwise known as Aggieland, Brian College Station. There's been three companies in the last probably 24 months that have birthed out of Aggieland that have gotten billion-dollar evaluations. You want to know who knew the founders? Mr. Murphy here. I knew him personally. But I'm too busy running with blinders on. Well, I'm over here doing this. I'm doing my thing. And I didn't come up to breathe and look. And I'm always looking for opportunities. Don't get it twisted. But I missed on these three. And I had an opportunity to invest in these companies. I had an opportunity. And I helped them with some other stuff. But I didn't think about it from an investment standpoint. I didn't think about it from a business opportunity standpoint. And they now all have billion-dollar evaluations. And these are Aggies, college students that went to school with me or right after me. And have reached out to me, hey, man, would you mentor me? Would you help me? And right under my nose, three different companies have gotten billion-dollar evaluations. And so that really, you know, like Gary Vee talked about, the market will punch you in the nose. That's the great thing about entrepreneurship in the real world. Some of, these, some of people are living in, in a virtual reality, right? And they just think people owe them something. Nobody owes you nothing. The market doesn't owe you anything. Entrepreneurship doesn't owe you anything. Nobody owes you anything. Every day I get up, I know I got to earn it. And so it's an old quote that says, 
A lot of people miss opportunities because it's dressed in overalls and it looks like work. And so what opportunities are you overlooking, especially in this new space? And I'm not saying run out tomorrow and start throwing money at it. I'm just saying look at the opportunity and see what it can do for you because that's what a true entrepreneur is. That's what I'm challenging myself to do. And that's what I'm pushing for. If I can help you in any way with anything, as we get ready to close out the year, I would tell you, man, I'm really focused on just expanding my mind. You know, I'm really focused on mental health, self-care, all those things, because this journey that we're on as entrepreneurs, what used to be cool, man, I worked 80 hours, man. I grinded, bro, for two years straight. That sounds cool. And that was me. Like, I'm a grinder. Y'all know me. If anybody knows me, man, anybody handed me nothing. Like, I wouldn't put in the work. But what I want to tell you is balance that. And so I'm really focused on, I'm down to four days a week. I only work four days a week. And when I turn 40, which is in a couple years, I'm going to semi-retire and go down to three days a week. Now, in those three days, I'm going to be getting it. I'm going to be grinding. But I'm only going to work three days a week. And I'm focused on multiple income streams. I'm focused on building up leaders. I'm focused on expanding my vision. We started a 52-week challenge in my organization. We meet every day on Clubhouse. If you haven't joined us on Clubhouse yet, you need to come to Clubhouse if you are a real estate agent and join us. Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, we're on Clubhouse in a room called Morning Power for Realtors. If you want to grow and get access to the information, that's where you need to be. But the point I'm making is we started a 52-week challenge and we're reading books, Atomic Habits, uh, Traction, The Who Not How. Man, I'm just focused on the who's now. How can I help other people? And listen, like, this is not going to come off right, but I don't care. If I don't achieve another thing, man, I've done enough, man. Like, if you really knew my story and knew where, where I started and what my beginnings were and where God has blessed me to be and the people that have helped me get here, because a lot of people played a role in that. Man, if I don't do anything else, man, I'm good. So my goal is to help other people achieve their wildest dreams. I've achieved a lot of my wildest dreams. I still got them. I'm still recreating them. But my goal now, like where I really get value is helping other people blossom into entrepreneurs, into investors, into growing their organization, into becoming great realtors. And so that's what I would encourage you with. Last thing I'll say is stay tuned for my beta event. It's going to be a workshop that's coming out from my group coaching that I'm going to be doing. Man, stay tuned, man. We're working on some big stuff. May even be a documentary, some books off of it, some shows that have I've been pitched a couple of real estate shows. Not the right one has come across yet. I've talked to HGTV on network and some other opportunities. Uh, I can't really say what they are, but I'm just trying to, you know, I'm trying to balance all that. But I will tell you the one thing I'm working on is I'm putting together this group coaching, this mastermind coaching that I'm going to be rolling out my roadmap to what I've done as a real estate entrepreneur. And you're going to be able to sign up and step-by-step, step, I'm going to walk you guys through how to go achieve these things, man. That's my legacy right there. That's one of my legacy points. Obviously, I got my kids and in you know ministry and other things, but that's going to be one of my legacy points is to leave breadcrumbs behind for anybody who wants to achieve what I've tried to achieve and what I've seen others achieve in the space. And so stay tuned for that event. We were shooting for December, man, but right now I'm meeting with my content creator. It is a grind. 
I have a whole nother respect for people who write books and, and write movies because it's a grind. But we're shooting for January, so stay tuned. Really be watching my social media because I'm going to have a, a certain amount of spots for this first event, and it's going to go quick, I can assure you. I already have a waiting list for it, but stay tuned. So I know I'm kind of bouncing around. I'm trying to get all this in before I get off. But just stay tuned. Look for opportunities to be an entrepreneur. Chew on this space. Even if you don't jump into all of it, like if you just want to focus on blockchain, if you just want to do crypto, if you just want to do metaverse, if you just want to do NFTs, NFTs make sense to me because I did trade, you know, trading cards and comic books. But I'll close with that, man. Don't overlook an opportunity because it's dressed in overalls and looks like work, but also be chewing on what can you do in 2022 for you? We're always focused on doing everything for everybody else. And then we have nothing in our cup at the end of the year for ourselves. So may y'all be blessed. Real estate entrepreneurship, real estate entrepreneur community. You start, and it's funny because now that I, I started really talking about, you would see real estate professionals, you would see real estate builders, investors, you would see entrepreneur. You didn't really see real estate entrepreneur together. And then, man, it's starting to catch on. I'm starting to see a lot of people's calling it real estate entrepreneur and not realtor and not builder. And so, man, let's just keep moving with this space. Let's keep moving with this community. And y'all be blessed, man. Y'all have a great day. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of The Real Estate Entrepreneur with Terrence Murphy. Please subscribe on whichever platform you are listening and consider leaving a five-star review as that will help us gain traction and continue to bring you knowledge in the real estate industry. For more content, head over to terrencemurphy.com. 